Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your host, two-time world champion, Andy Groneman and friends, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. We share all the tips and tricks from the leaders and legends in the barbecue world. And I'm your host, Andy Groneman, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host this week, winner of the best burn-ins in Kansas City and the palette behind the Plowboys Barbecue Products, Todd Johns. Hello, Andy. How are you? Just wonderful. (laughs) Well, we have a returning guest today, and we love him because he always has some great barbecue knowledge to drop, and usually a couple funny stories, too. But anytime you get to talk with Travis Clark, you know you're getting the straight scoop. He is a multi-time world champion, 58 grand champions to his name. He's got a successful barbecue restaurant at Clark Crew Barbecue in Oklahoma City. And, of course, you can find him on Facebook and the Gram by typing in Clark Crew Barbecue. And then in our fourth segment, we are going to head on over to the meat locker with Todd. He is going to talk about some amazing beef cuts that will make great flavorful steaks but don't break the bank. You know, it's going to be uh, – I can't wait to get into that. I love secondary uh, cuts. Uh, yeah. You're you're the beef man too, so so <laughs> we can dive in. Yeah, we're gonna dive in, man. Travis Clark, I mean, come on, you got King Clark. Like, yeah, that's gonna be a good show. You know when they talk about like NFL players that are like future Hall of Fame, and you know well, that guy is future. That's Clark, right? Yeah. Like yeah, Travis yeah, yeah. is like, you know, he's he's got the the resume, he's got the pedigree at this point, so. Yeah, this he's always uh, a fountain of knowledge. Yeah, it'll, it'll be great. So what what do you have going on right now? Like what's coming up? What's on the horizon? Um, you know, uh, getting ready for summer, and uh, we've got uh, you know some things happening with the Chiefs and a couple things I can't talk about yet. Some projects oh. in the works, but uh, you know now that uh, we've retired from the restaurant business, it's time to play a little bit more and just get involved in the barbecue scene some more, and you know have that freedom to. To yeah, it's, take on some other things. It's been a lot of fun around Kansas City recently just because of all of the cool stuff going on with the NFL and of course with the draft being here. We're gonna be doing some cool stuff like we've talked about. And you know, it's just uh barbecue scene in general around the country is is exploding. It's great to see so much growth and camaraderie, uh coast to coast and border to border. Absolutely. We got uh Gosh, this week I'm, you know, I'm headed to do a cure camp and then it's not that long from now and I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be in in Korea in Seoul teaching barbecue. It's going to be amazing. Right. Yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time now for our Ask Andy segment, which is brought to you this month by Plowboys Barbecue Hothead Barbecue Sauce, which you can get, of course, at All Things Barbecue. So just head on over to atbbq.com and look for Hothead and add that to your cart. And don't forget, if you follow us on Facebook, go submit a question for the Ask Andy segment. T-Bone will be sending you a Barbecue Radio Network t-shirt if we use your question. And also, right now, you're going to get a copy of the 25th Anniversary Barbecue Bible from Stephen Reichlin. He has signed copies of that for us to give away. T-Bone, right? Is that, that we still is, got that those, is right? correct. All right, good. I, I didn't want to misspeak. I had and, to look over. In fact, his people were just bugging me for addresses. They're, they're excited and rearing to send them out. 
All right. Well, that's awesome. What's our question, T-Bone? Uh, Robert Goodwin from Chillicothe, Missouri. I'm wanting to start grilling fish. What temperature do I want to achieve? And what type of seasoning do I want to use? Oh. Also. Oh, it's a three-parter. <laughs> what would be the correct way to use planks to do fish? All right. Well, that, those are great questions, Robert. So, first, from a seasoning perspective, I want to get Todd to jump in on this because he actually has a, a rub called Fin and Feather, which is probably my favorite uh, seafood and fish seasoning. And Todd, tell us a little bit about kind of the flavors that jump on sure. fish and really make that pop. Yeah. So um, with the fin and feather, it's kind of a, if you think about shrimp scampi or you think about scampi, right? It's it's lemon, it's citrus, it's lemon, lime, maybe. Um, you've got garlic, you've got thyme. And so that's what that rub basically is. You add a little uh, butter to it and you've basically got scampi. So, um, you know, things like citrus, um, whether it's lemon, lime, orange, um, when I'm doing salmon, I like to, you know, slice some lemons and, and put those on top. Um, so, you know, something with a, a little herby and a little citrus works really well. Garlic is great on fish, kind of warms the palate. Uh, and I've, we've got a jerk rub now and I've been using that a lot too on fish. It's, it's, uh, you know, great Caribbean kind of flavors. Yeah. So in general, light, bright flavors exactly. that will let that fish still stand on its own. When you start getting into the heavy earthy flavors, it kind of takes over the fish. So yeah, keep I'm not it gonna, light and bright. I'm not going to put a lot of, uh, you know, paprika and chili powder and things like that, unless maybe I'm going for, you know, like a taco or something like that with that fish, but you know, keep it light and bright. Yeah. So, and Robert, you asked about planks and fish and so that is a great question too so uh, a lot of the fishes that you're going to cook are are delicate and flaky and so cooking on a plank does a couple of things number one it keeps some protection from that radiant heat on the grill that could break down the fish or overcook it but the other thing that that plank is going to do is it's actually going to impart some of that nice smoky woody flavor into the fish uh as you cook on it. And so what I like to do with the plank, I usually use like an alder plank or a cedar, but you can use anything that you have access to. There's, you know, oak and cherry and you name it. Um, I'm going to soak that plank so that it gets some moisture into it. And then you can throw that directly on your hot grill with your fish on it. So like Todd mentioned salmon, I love to take salmon. Uh, and if I can get a skin on side of salmon i'm going to do that i'm going to oil that skin and put it on the plank and then i usually throw some fin and feather over the top of that after i've just brushed it with a little oil uh, and i make a glaze over on the side of the grill i usually do like a mango and jalapeno so again trying to keep it light and fresh uh, and i'll run that grill at about 300 degrees to 350 and again since i'm on the plank i don't have to worry about the flames or that radiant heat hurting the fish but i'm getting the heat so that i can cook it and that plank will get nice and hot it may even start to char on the bottom and you're going to get that steam and smoke from the plank permeating the fish so you get a really nice smoky flavor uh, i mean tata what do you do yeah, plank wise same thing um and I will let it rest on the plank just a little bit because some of those natural juices that are coming out, they'll actually absorb back in and pull some of that, you know, 
flavoring from the plank and so forth back in too. So, and you talked about glaze, uh, you know, this is where you can really get uh, experimenting with different glazes and products. Uh, you know, I would say keep it thin, keep it a little sugary. Uh, a nice glaze is going to have a shine from the sugar. It doesn't have to be sticky sweet, but, um, you know, the, the sugary versus more of the vinegar or tomato base are going to work a lot better as a glaze. Uh, and if it's a little tacky and, and thick, you can reduce it down just or not reduce it, but but, you know, thin it out a little bit with a little water or apple juice or lemon juice or whatever. Yeah. And and like like you said, it can be sweet, but not sticky sweet. So you can use an element like soy. Yeah. Like I like to do like a soy miso and then even use a little bit of maple syrup in with that and uh, and then throw a little fish sauce in for some pungency. Right. So and so going the umami route is really is really good with the fish. Yeah. It, it's kind of hard to miss when you do that and you get the fish going. So as far as temperatures go, you don't want to overcook that fish. So I usually try and keep it like right to 135 so that it is cooked. The fat's starting to come out. You'll see those little white pockets, but then it's... Uh, going to rest on the plank and finish and and you'll have a nice nicely cooked product that is not dry and falling apart i usually figure when it's flaky it's ready well thank you for that question robert we will get a t-shirt headed your way coming up next segment we're going to be talking with the owner of clark crew barbecue competitor pit master and instructor travis clark from oklahoma city we'll chew the fat and get some great techniques check out his website at clarkcrewbbq.com and pick up some of his amazing products that they have like his sweet heat pickles coming up next travis clark right here on barbecue radio network We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Andy Groneman, along with T-Bone, our executive producer, and my co-host, American Royal Invitational winner. He's a pork and brisket world champion, Todd Johns. We have a returning guest this week, and it is always a blast to have him on the show. Travis is a multi-time world champion pitmaster, 58 grand champions to his name, two-time team of the year winner. If you name it, he's done it. He has an amazing line of award-winning barbecue products and, of course, his flagship Clark Crew Barbecue Restaurant in Oklahoma City. Check out his website at ClarkCrewBBQ.com. Sign up for their newsletter and stay up to date on all the cool happenings. What's going on, Travis? You know, I'm just trying to live the dream every day. <laughs> He's trying to live the hype. <laughs> that was a hell of an intro, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, King Travis there, baby. Sounds good. I got to call you guys more often. It's like, hey, you make yeah. me feel good. <laughs> Yeah, that's how you want to start your day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You call me all the time. I saw I saw a post. I'm going to digress for a second. I saw a post on the old interwebs yesterday, and this guy has his alarm on his phone set to that clapping sound so that every morning yeah. when he wakes up, he wakes up to the applause that he's due. 
I should do that. Oh, I, I got to do that and not tell my wife. That'd right? be great. Isn't that back. great? Travis, you need to have yours just be Andy's intro right there. Just every morning. Good morning, Travis Clark. You're a 58-time... You won the Jackie, won the rule, and your wife is one lucky woman. Well, you know, so last time, last time we were trying to actually figure out how many awards you know get to roll under world champion grand champion all that we figured it was four thousand so that, that was a close. solid number that's a, yeah that's a close number it was it was solid we took it uh that's so close. last time we talked you had just launched the glaze and yeah. you know is that going well oh yeah man it's doing really well all the, all man, the products are rocking and rolling uh yeah. i saw the patio out at the restaurant had some live music rolling and you guys are, are full oh, yeah. on into spring yeah, you know, we've been with this year. We was able to use the patio most of the year because we uh, we went ahead and put in these screens that we could pull down and put in big heaters like what Top Golf has. It's been uh, it's been great. But last night we were up there. Me and the family ate dinner up there last night, and I mean the patio was just jamming. It, it was great. Oh man, yeah, it looked it looked pretty good. Um, you know, it, it seems like are you you're at what uh, just out of three and a half years now. Yeah, at that location yeah, we, is that about yeah, right yeah, december, open, december open 9th it, yeah december 9th before it was COVID, a, right? yeah right before yeah yeah and yeah, that was a good move <laughs> if we only yeah. knew right yeah you know you know a lot of people it was really bad for but i think opening up a new business it was perfect timing honestly yeah yeah i mean you've been you've had a kind of a great growth trajectory uh with that location and you know i are you, what's what's the plans on on kind of next locations? I know last time you were starting so, to scout some stuff. Yeah, so uh, Tulsa, Tulsa rumors, is yeah. going to happen. Yep, Tulsa awesome. is going to happen. We got a really great location there. Probably a busier location than what we have in Oklahoma City. It's going to be just a little bit smaller, but uh, it's going to be a really really great. But I'm super excited for it. This is an old uh, Fuddruckers location, so a pretty cool building. Oh yeah, you know, it's similar similar to what we have. So it's uh it will by the end of this year is the plan wow so tulsa's coming into the year you heard it here first so yep. you're gonna have to yep. check that yep. out if you're in the tulsa area yeah we haven't announced it to anybody yet so. yeah tulsa's a great town um spent spent some time in tulsa great town and good barbecue town but a lot of space so you'll do you'll do yeah. great there yeah i think we're, we're excited to do it you know my wife's from up that area you know we spent quite a bit of time up there I think it's, I think it's going to be good. You know, we didn't want to do anything too close around here. Everybody wants me to do something in Norman or something close, but you know, it's like 20 miles away. I, I want to be a little further away. Talk about menu a little bit, like from the time you opened until now, has it been pretty much the standard fare or have you moved around a little bit, and you know, experimented um, with some things like we did, uh, you know, I mean, I, that's one of those things. Like when we went in, we didn't do a lot of things very smart. Like uh, we didn't have trays right? Like one meat, two meat, three meat traits, which is our most popular things on the menu. But when we opened, we didn't have that. Not, not super smart. You know, we just, uh, we had it to where you could buy a half pound, a quarter pound, whatever. It's just confusing for people that wasn't used to that. Like they would be in Texas. So we had to do some trays, add some things and it, we just evolved. We see what works and we add to it things that didn't work. We did away with, you know, just when I started, you know, my restaurant, we were more Texas style barbecue, leaving the whole brisket together, cutting it that way, you know, with a fatty, Yep. And in Oklahoma, that just didn't work. I mean, every plate came back. They're like, hey, can you cut the fat out of that? Can you take the fat off? Can you take the fat yeah. off? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, we just, so we started separating, doing, you know, leaner, leaner flats and then cooking our burnt ends. You know, we just, we just evolved that menu more like what, mm -hmm. what people would want. 
yeah, yeah. and you, you kind of have to take that cue from your customers because, you know, you see that in Kansas City, too. You know, people want to see burn ends on the menu. If they don't see burn ends on the menu, they probably think you're doing something wrong. You know, uh, we had burn ins. We just ran out super fast and we still run out almost every day. But there was there was days, you know, we're out by noon, you know, and it was like, holy cow. So we had to it kind of evolved where we had to start separating so we could get more burn ins. Yeah. You know? so. yeah. And your your pit house is uh, your pit room is is just amazing as a showroom. Talk about what you're cooking on and, um, you know, what woods you're using, things like that. We got uh, two old hickory ELEDXs, and then we have two thousand gallon Camelback offset smokers. Uh, pretty much just briskets go off those offsets, and everything else is off the old hickories. Um, we use uh, the majority pecan wood, a little bit of oak, uh, but the majority of it's all pecan. Which is man, there's times a year that gets super. I'm already sourcing that wood for our Tulsa location just to try to make sure we have a supply. Yeah. And I know at one point you were having issues getting turkey and, and some of that in. Are yeah. all those supply chain issues kind of over now, or are Tur- they still a turkey pain? Hadn't, yeah, turkey hasn't been a problem since about Thanksgiving. You know, there was that shortage and everything. When all these bird farmers, you know, we had some catch fire, and they had the flu. They did all kinds mm-hmm. of things. It was, uh, you know, there before Thanksgiving, we were limited. We were, we were getting in, you know, five cases a week when we usually cook like 15 cases a day. I mean, wow. so we were just, we were just taking it and setting in the freezer going, we're going to have to have it for Thanksgiving and just setting it back. We're the only turkey we were doing. We were smoking enough just for our salads and our club sandwich. We couldn't do any hot turkey, which is my number three meat in my restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah we I mean, were like, that's... man, this is killing us. You know, it was just killing you because it's a good food cost item for the most part. And it was just, and people loved it. And we just didn't have it. But since Thanksgiving, that's kind of flattened out where it hasn't been as bad. Yeah. I mean, that's. It's funny how you funny how you have to look and, and pivot on those things to make it work and kind of get through those issues. But you know, like you said, it's it's a good item on the menu. I'm glad it's back because that was one of that's one of my favorite things. I mean, oh, I, I love smoked turkey. It, well, turkey just takes on smoke so well, and it, as long as you can keep it juicy and put a little bit of smoke on it, like <clears throat> everyone's going to go for yeah. that. Oh yeah, man! Uh, Turkey is one of my favorites. That's probably the meat that I use more barbecue sauce on than anything when I'm yeah. eating it too. True. Like I eat ribs, I rarely use any, but man, turkey! I just love spicy sauce on turkey. When we opened it. our restaurant, uh, we just kept eating like turkey and sausage sandwiches because we didn't do a whole lot of that catering, you know. So it was like yeah. always going to that and just throwing a little sauce on it. Oh, people love it. Yep, they love it. Well, we are talking with Travis Clark. Follow him on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at Clark Crew BBQ. And while you're out there on the interwebs, don't forget to go to Clark Crew BBQ and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the meaty goodness there. Getting their newsletter right to your inbox. Hit the storefront and grab some of their amazing award-winning barbecue products. Up next, Travis Clark here on Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com.
Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network with my co-host Pitmaster Todd Johns and our executive producer T-Bone. I'm your host Andy Groneman and we are back talking with Travis Clark and as we mentioned his award-winning seasonings and all of his awards is two-time team of the year 10-time world gram champion his 4,000 awards he's a restaurateur he's a barbecue educator he's taught over a thousand people how to cook some of the best barbecue on the competition circuit check out his website at clarkcrewbbq.com subscribe to get all of the info and updates on classes and events welcome back travis how we doing Oh man, <laughs> Andy! You forgot to say that his wife is a lucky woman. I, you know, Whoa, that was of course, thing of that, course. You know, I tell I tell her enough. I think she knows. I tell her. <laughs> hey, you know it's springtime, and I've I'm really excited to get more grilling going and uh, not have to go out in a parka to do it. So, um, what what are some of the things that you know you like to do at home, Travis, in the in the backyard, and what? What kind of things does the backyard, the guy that wants to be the king of the backyard, uh, what what does he need to do to kind of get ready for the for the barbecue season? You know, it, it, unlike a lot of us, you know, a lot of us cook year-round. You know, it doesn't matter. But the normal person doesn't. So when you go out that first time of the year, you know, the biggest thing you're going to find is a dirty grill. You know, that's you, you got to have a clean grill. Every time you cook, you got to have a clean grill. I, I don't care if it's competition or at my house. I always cook on clean. You know, you just got to make sure you get it clean, get it oiled up, make sure you have everything. You know, hopefully you've already got your wood lined up. You know, it gets hard to get wood if you're going to be using real wood, charcoal. You know, look at all the charcoal that we use. There's times a year that you can find deals on charcoal. This is it. You know, I just mm-hmm. went and bought 50 bags of, of, of Kingsford charcoal from Costco because it's half the price right now. Yep. Yeah. And usually you know, like Memorial Day, now. Labor Day, those are the times yep. you can pick up yeah, good deals you know, in big box find, stores find those times and get them you know and just buy it problem is like memorial day a lot of times like us down here they limit us you know you can only get two bags tonight you're in and out of the store 10 times so i just buy it now when i can <laughs> are you just putting on different disguises and going back in <laughs> like, like, they know they know i mean they're like ah, really? you're the again, same yeah. guy that had the groucho marks glasses on get out of here <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, this time of year, like cooking them, it's just the best getting ready for everything. I mean, it's perfect weather. I mean, you're, it's just, it's the best time, you know, you can have the doors open to the house and be out there cooking and not letting all the bugs in yet. It's just, it's just perfect. Yeah. And you're not, you're not under the uh, Oklahoma heat too. It can get a little uh, sultry down there. Yeah. Yeah, it can. We cook outside year round, but you know, I, I prefer the winter. Most people prefer right now. What's going on your grill, Travis? You know, uh, one of our things, the most popular things we love to do is smash burger. We've gotten real big into flat top grills this last couple of years. Yeah, it's kind I, of a uh, trend, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I just got a really, really cool one that I haven't even used yet. I'm excited to use those new Halo ones, the big four burner ones. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah I haven't even I haven't even went and picked it up yet. They just told me it was in last week. I need to go pick it up. Yeah, it but seems like there's, they're throwing all kinds of, <laughs> of tech into those now because it used to just be, here's your big griddle right you know you could get a blackstone or a razor from blue rhino or whatever and now yeah you know traeger's brought out the uh flat rock which has zoned heating and the halo's got the yeah. big one out i mean it, it's pretty cool and you can do so much on those flat tops oh it, it's just become for us you know it's simple if you're not a if you're not a real grilling person it is hard to mess stuff up on a black i mean it, it's hard you got you know if you got something cooking hot just throw it to the side you got a spot that's not you know it's you know that and then the other my last newest grill i got a uh, gas grill of all things for me but i love it it's yeah. funny we were just talking about that todd picked up 
a new Napoleon gas grill what, a couple months ago. Yeah. Which, yeah. which one did you get? I don't know, like the nicest one I could get. Yeah, that, I don't know. That, that, <laughs> Literally, an I mean, RSIB six sixty five. I don't that, know. It's 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 a huge one. You know, like what eight or nine different knobs across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably things. the same one I got. It's this. I got the six six five, and uh, man, I love that thing. And I haven't really cooked on I, a gas I've grill for years. I, I've cooked on it a lot. And I mean, and I hadn't cooked on a gas grill really much at all. And, and you know, in the last, I'd say almost ten years, yeah. very very seldom. And then, man, I've had fun with this. It's it's nice to come home and and be able to just cook in, in ten minutes. You're cooking. Yeah, yeah. My I replaced a 23 year old Weber Genesis. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah those, those things. Those, those are classics. It still was running great, but but it was time for a little bling. It was time. It was yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And the cool you know, thing- I, I seen this and I just wanted one, and I was like. Well, what I like about those, and again, it's like there's been this refresh, and maybe it was because everybody was at home during COVID. All these companies put some time into R&D and tech, but you know that Napoleon, you can put a charcoal tray in it and run charcoal yeah. and gas at the same time. You can it's put wood chips for, in it. Yeah, it's got the wood chip drawers. It's designed for uh, a rotis. You know, the, the rotisserie that came with mine, you could put some zucchini and squash in that. It'll change yeah. your world. Yeah, yeah that basket, so right? Yep. So yes, it's amazing. So those kind of things it's yeah i mean it's it's a platform it's really cool i'm i'm yeah. I'm looking for i got mine late last year so i'm looking forward to getting into that more oh yeah they're they're great you know and hell a, a good burger on those things where you can get some good jars mm-hmm. is fantastic too yeah yeah it's pretty wild so you know getting getting everything prepped so we got our fuel ready got to get the grill clean you know anything else that jumps out is like Top five things you're doing to, to kick off the backyard season? Full line of Clark Crew barbecue products. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You order, order a bunch of Clark Crew stuff. You got to have that. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, just find the things you want. You know, the get to make sure you have the seasonings, everything you want. They're probably the worst thing people do when you want to cook at home and you want to get in that backyard. You don't have everything ready. And next thing you know, it's eight o'clock at night and you're like, oh, it's too late to do it tonight. Yeah, that's you know, right. Just, just being prepared. I mean, it's it just be prepared. Have the stuff there, you know. Make sure you have your hamburger. You know, don't don't be having to just throw on a frozen burger. You know, get some quality quality products in there. And, I mean, your family's going to eat good. You know, fresh vegetables. You know, I love fresh vegetables. Make sure those are right. You know, get them, get them right. Make sure you're prepared. You know, whether the grill is clean or anything, you got to be prepared. Yeah, that's, that's a good tip. That's the worst fail to anything you do when you're cooking is not having something. I, I have a list when I'm going to grill at my house, you know, the things I need, tongs, spray, you know, the grill brush, everything. I'm big into making sure you have a great grill brush. You yeah, know, you, I, need I mean, to have, you need to have something to, to get the grates clean and keep it right. And, you know, there's the, 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 the cheaper ones that have those thin little wiry pieces on them. Those end up busting uh, off. And, and yeah, they, and there's been people who get them caught in their mouth and get sick and yep. get hurt really bad with us. Yeah. I, I like a good nylon brush. But I'll tell you what, I, I brush my grill while I'm cooking. Yeah. You know, I, I move my meat and clean it off just like I would in a steak comp or something. You know, I clean them grates. It's amazing the difference that does to your food because none of our rubs, all of us have our own rubs, but none of us have a product that's made to just sit there and burn and taste good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when that exactly. seasoning hits that grate, after time, it loses flavor. You know, clean that thing off, you know, put the meat back, you know, just, you know, as, as you're flipping it, just always flip to something clean. And, and, what, and it's amazing the difference in your food. And what do you typically use to oil your grates with? 
so that because I know some oils, you know, they'll burn or scorch and get a little funky. What do you usually use? I I'm I've really been into like uh, the uh, uh, as a Crisco grilling spray. Hmm. I've really been into that. I've been doing my that in my competition pit and everything. That works really good. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the duck fat. It, it's an off flavor to me. I don't I don't like the flavor of it. I know a lot of guys are big into that, but I've kind of gone away from that. I'm I'm into that just that spray. If you're not cooking really hot, just the butter sprays, they're good. You know, they they don't put off a real, you know, flavor or anything like that. You just really got to notice like what that flavor is. And a lot of that you can tell when you spray it by the smell. Yeah. And I typically just, I try and avoid any of the, yeah, the olive oil sprays and stuff because they'll burn and you you can see it. If you have a new grill, like, like one of the new Napoleons like that, that's what I wipe mine down with was just olive oil, you know, and, and if you keep a clean, clean grill, you can, if if you're just now getting your grill out and it wasn't super clean, you're starting this year, you're about going to have to use a spray, you know, use a spray. So that'll soak in good and just coat it, get it hot, you know, brush it, brush it, brush it. And then when you're starting with clean, if you got a clean grate, olive oil is about as good as anything. You know, just a good oil, vegetable oil. You can use any of those. It just, you good oil, yep. you know, a food, food grade oil. Well, we are talking with Travis Clark. Make sure you check out all the smoke and fun at ClarkCrewBarbecued.com. We're going to snag some of his amazing rubs and sauces out there. Check out his Sweet Heat Pickles and the Habanero Mustard. Thanks again, Travis. And coming up, we're talking with Todd. We're going to head over to the meat locker and talk about some cuts of beef right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to Todd and Andy here on Barbecue Radio Network. Man, it's always great having Travis on. And, you know, he always hits on those good salient points. Uh, I hate people that, you know, you you see the the grill open up in the spring and there's like fuzz in it or or maybe a whole bunch of chunky stuff. And it's like or a hive of bees. Yeah, or a hive of bees. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, that's seasoning. That grill's just seasoned. Yeah. No, it's not. It's That's dirty, flavor. man. That's where the flavor comes that from. Is, that is a great tip. Always start with a clean grill. Yep. And like he said, you know, competition or at home, I'm cleaning. I'm cleaning as I'm cooking. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip for you, Andy. Clean as you cook. Yeah. ABC. Always be cleaning. Always be cleaning. ABC has so many. Always be cleaning. Always be closing. <laughs> it's like, come on. We can, do, we can cover all of it. But, uh, you know... If uh, we're going to and we're going to head to our product spotlight here in a second, but it is interesting that more and more people, you know, gas grills kind of went out of favor for a while and they're starting to come back again. You know, it was it was almost like, uh, you know, you're not cooking if you're on a gas grill there for a while. And then, you know, then it was, well, you're not cooking if you're cooking on pellets. And I'm just an equal opportunity cook. Like I'll cook on anything. If the food tastes good, what do I care what it was cooked on? 
Yeah, and you know, if if you're cooking in a commercial kitchen and some of the events that we do, you end up, you know, in a in a commissary kitchen or something, you're using a gas griddle or a gas brazier sure. and and you're getting good product off of it. Um, I haven't had a gas grill for probably 15 years either, but, and you know, I, I'm, I love firing up the pellet and I go hit the button and 20 minutes later I come out and I'm cooking, but you know, it, it is great. And like Travis said, he's like, man, I can come home and in 10 minutes I've got my fresh veg on the grill. Um, there's, there's something to be said for that, but let's head on over to our all things barbecue product spotlight and check out atbbq.com all things barbecue where barbecue legends are made get fired up and get everything you need to do it all at all things barbecue at atbbq.com what do you have for us todd well travis talked about cooking on a flat top and that's kind of the the new thing like everyone's getting black stones and Traeger came out with a, a flat top so it's kind of the new rage and everyone loves the smash burgers and they're a lot of fun and and so you know, if you if you don't have room or budget for a new f- flat top cooker, maybe add in. You've got a, a gas grill. Maybe add a, a cast iron griddle to oh yeah, hundred percent to, to your arsenal, and then you can be doing the same things, but maybe on a budget. So Napoleon Grills has a cast iron reversible griddle. So on one side it's just the traditional flat top, and on the other side it's got the groove, so you could do like bacon and have the fat separate a little bit. So uh, it is $44.99 from All Things Barbecue, the Napoleon Grills cast iron reversible griddle. And that would be great if uh, you don't have that new flat top budget. Well, and you know, you mentioned using it on gas, but pretty much any cooker that you have, whether it's a charcoal pit or a gas grill or even a smoker that you can get hot enough you can throw a griddle on those and instantly you've got that flat top grill that you want. Or like if you've we, got a camp stove. Yes. Yeah, so I've got a, a 24 by 36 griddle that I throw on top of my camp stove or on top of my charcoal flat top all the time. And if we're going on a on a camping trip or something, I'll take that griddle with me so that I can make bacon and eggs for breakfast sure. over whatever fire source is there. It really is versatile. So, so a griddle's a great thing to so, have. And there's there's like half moon circular griddles that'll work for Kamado Joe's or big green eggs. You could take those and use them on your Weber, your yeah. Weber kettle. So Yeah, that's exactly right. Well thanks Todd. That is really cool. Check out that Napoleon uh flat top griddle, cast iron griddle at all things barbecue at atbbq.com. So, you know, we were talking in the first segment there about beef cuts, and I want to get into this. Like, we're headed into spring. Steak's an expensive cut of meat. If you're going to cook ribeyes or strips or even a filet, you know, beef prices haven't come down. So it's a it's a pretty big chunk of your uh, it certainly can income. Be. It certainly so, can be. So looking at some additional beef cuts and, and steaks that are awesome, get, talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, there's the traditional ones. There's the fillets. There's the strip uh, steaks, Kansas City strip and New York strip. Um, and do you know what the difference is between the New York strip and the Kansas City strip? Just the lip on, right? And the well, bone. it's about 1,600 miles is what I understand. <laughs> um, so <laughs> and then you've got, you know, the 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 porterhouse versus the T-bone. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. Uh, you know, not this T-bone, but, you know, the steak T-bone. So, um well, he's kind of a steak. He's a meathead. <laughs> he's a meathead. <laughs> uh, so, you know, those are those are in ribeyes, you know, ribeyes my favorite. Yep. Um uh, get a good heavy spinalis on there and, you know, that you can't beat that. 
but you know that can get pretty expensive like you said so what are some alternatives and a lot of your steaks uh and i'm really feel like i'm talking into your wheelhouse with <laughs> beef so you know correct me on any of this but you know a lot of your steaks are going to come from uh the the front it's usually across the top right yes your chuck your uh loin your rib and a, a little bit on the sirloin, right? Yep, you got so, it. So mostly across the top of the animal, and so usually on that on that front end of the chuck or or back toward the uh, sirloin, you're going to find things like baseball steaks in the sirloin, which is kind of toward the top. Um, you, so you've got baseball steaks. You've got on the chuck side, you've got a a ranch steak or uh, a delmonico, which is the center of the yeah. Of so the after chuck. you get to the end of that rib roast. Where you're actually in the chuck, if you've got a whole, what we call a West Coast chuck, you've got probably three beautiful Delmonico steaks that are essentially ribeyes. Right. So you've got a basically, like you said, a ribeye steak, but a little more on a budget. And it's going to be really, really tender. It's going to have some good fat content in it. That's a really good steak. Um, you know, but if you go way out to like the round, and you're doing like top round or something, that's when you get into, you know, then you're going to tenderize those things. And yeah. And, you know, like I like to use that like an eye of round and I'll, I'll use that as a roast that I'm going to shave yeah. or I'll take some of that sometimes and slice that against the grain for uh, a beef jerky or something like that. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of great secondary cuts like uh, that on that, uh, Cap, you know, you can have a culotte or a picanha, which if you go to like a Brazilian steakhouse, picanha is that piece of meat that they have folded over with that nice fat cap yep. on it. Um, that's a, a, a cap off culotte if you just buy the piece of meat itself. Those make great little steaks or as a whole roast that you slice and serve tableside. And but, I, know, I know one of your favorites is a hanger steak. Oh, yeah. Love hanger. Yep. And sometimes that's a little bit hard to find. You're probably not getting that at the grocery store meat counter. But if you go to a go to any butcher shop or or a meat market, they'll have a hanger steak for you. They'll have things like flank or tri-tip or skirt. Right. Um, and all of those um, are going to have tons of great beefy flavor um, that, that you can then work with on the grill. So where does the hanger come from? So, so a hanger is essentially the inside skirt. It is uh, sitting where the diaphragm is, and it's actually the, the muscles that bring that together. So there's only one per animal. They call it the butcher cut a lot because usually the butcher ended up with it, right? right. They take that off in the <laughs> awful room, and it never even makes it to the case. But it's become so popular that you see it on some restaurant menus. You see it out there. And if, if you're getting it from your, your small shop, you know, it's it's not an expensive cut either. It's not so going to treat you horrible. I think kind of in general, if you're on a budget and you want to do steak this summer, uh, kind of stick to the the chuck steaks, the sirloin steaks. They're going to be a little more affordable because they're a little more plentiful than and, yeah, and, 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 and less in demand those, commercially. And you mentioned those baseball cut steaks. So those sirloins, you can essentially cook those up like a filet. Yes, and you'll get some great flavor out of them. They'll be tender, and you know it's a it's a third of the price. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, a great cut for that kind of a thing. What what do you typically uh, when you're cooking something like that? What's your seasoning and flavor profile on that? And what are you cooking it to temp wise? So I'll use a barbecue rub. You know, I'll use my bovine bold or something like that. But I'm always adding additional salt. Uh, so bovine bold, for example, is is really meant for brisket rub. 
And so uh, I'll add more salt to it. I might add a little more fresh cracked pepper. Um, and I'm typically adding a little bit of espresso coffee grounds to my oh, steak. Oh, yeah. So it really does add just a little more depth and earthiness to it. And 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 they can take that. Beef can take that those earthy flavors and really it, it amps almost up needs the beef. It, it yeah. almost needs it. Yeah, it really does. And you mentioned bovine bold. You know, one of the like secret ingredients for a steak for me is celery. Mm-hmm. And one of the that's one of the reasons I've always been a huge fan of the bovine bold is because you get that celery note in there. Yeah, really a Kansas City flavor. Yeah, celery. yeah, a hundred percent. Well, we want to thank Travis Clark again for stopping in today. Check out his website and subscribe to the newsletter there at ClarkCrewBBQ.com. And don't forget to head on over to All Things Barbecue, ATBBQ.com, and pick up our sauce of the month, Plowboys Barbecue Hothead Sauce. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. And next week, we are excited to bring you Megan Day with Burnt Finger Barbecue. For T-Bone, Todd, and myself, thanks for listening. We'll keep the grills lit until next time here on Barbecue Radio Network. What is it with you yanks and your barbecues? Try haggis. Sheep's heart, liver and lungs packed into the sheep's stomach and then boiled. Delicious.